0: Welcome to the June episode of the Waterlog Podcast. My name is Dan Genolfi.
1: And I'm Howard Marlow.
0: Thanks again to the American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coast, Coastal News Today for hosting us. got a few things to talk about today. We'll go through notices, uh, talk about New, uh, New York, New Jersey HAT study, which has now stopped, flood insurance, talk about hurricane season, and potentially some infrastructure. And since we're based here in D.C. and we've got riots going on all throughout the nation, uh, but particularly here in D.C. and where we're located right near the White House. Uh, we we'll talk just a little bit about that. So moving right into our notices, uh, the Corps' Annual 7001 Request Form is out. Uh, this is the form that you want to fill out if you're looking for a federal project. Uh, after submitting the form, along with all the other requests that they get, the core will rank your project and select essentially a short and long list. The long list is also called the appendix, and you don't want to be there. Your goal is to get on the short list. Anyway, if you'd like, you can find the link on our recent waterlog, which you can find on our website at www.waterlog.net.
1: Dan, I wanted to add that this is something that is critical for anybody who wants to have a new study authorized or has a study that has been authorized, but would like to have Authorized for construction, but would like to have it constructed. They need to send the letter in and the letter actually goes to the assistant secretary's office and It's the assistant secretary that on uh, Next January will report on his or her Recommendations to Congress as to what they do. It's the only way that Congress gets around earmarking
0: This is the formal process. So if you are looking for a federal project, this is how you, this is how you get to get that started Now, a long, you know, a study that's been going on for a long time that was initially started during Sandy has been stopped, I know there was no funds in the FY20 work plan for this project, New York, New Jersey uh, Harbor and Tributaries study. There were no funds in the FY20 work plan, and then there were no funds in the president's FY20 budget request. Howard, what's the significance of this stopping?
1: Well, it's major, uh, and we're going to talk about hurricane season a little bit later in this broadcast, but it is significant because what you have is post-Sandy there are nine focus areas and one of the big ones is the New York-New Jersey Harbor but also um, we have other areas, New Jersey back bays and that's also not funded Uh, same thing as the New York Hats thing so non-federal sponsors have signed on to these studies they're actually not all 100% federal. They are mostly cost-shared. And the federal government is the one that's dropped the ball and said, okay, we've gone a couple of years on these studies, and sorry, no money this year, but you're not finished, but hold on. And I'll guarantee you that it's going to be hard to start them up again. And I think people ought to be upset about that because, you know, post-Katrina, we followed through on a lot of things. Not enough, but we followed through on everything that was committed to. Here, we haven't done that. And I think that's shame on the Corps, shame on the administration for well, not making sure me, that Let me ask funny. a
0: question here. Now, is this something that we can blame on the Corps? Is this the Corps' fault?
1: Not really. Um, I, I'm not familiar with exactly what went on between the Corps and the Assistant Secretary's office and OMB. But my guess is that OMB said, we're going to cut these out because you have something else that you want, and we can't put them both in. What I'm saying is the OMB said you gotta take one or the other. So really, you have to put it on OMB. And folks say, well, we can't reach them. Well, you can reach them. Your members of Congress can complain. And strikingly, I don't see the New York and New Jersey delegation complaining loud. If they complain loud and to the right people, uh, there's gonna be funding. So same for the locals here. If you were involved in this, if you thought that this was important, you're going to have to speak up to the state and say, what happened? We want our protection.
0: Right, you know, uh, grassroots protesting.
1: Yeah, and in a positive way and the kind of way that government works on. That's our government. And I know it's not perfect, but sure enough, it does respond to people.
0: Surely enough, it does. So, according to an online study, financial pressures from COVID nineteen are leaving homeowners quote less interested in buying or renewing flood insurance. Now, FEMA has established a grace period that gives people one hundred and twenty days to renew uh, their policies under the flash the, under the National Flood Insurance Program if their policy expired between February thirteenth and June fifteenth. So, it just gives you an opportunity if if you know if you are facing financial hardship to get your get your policy back.
1: I guess there's no. Uh provision in there for real financial hardship it does say you'll get it back but what if i can't pay for it now right and that's something congress is going to have to look into yeah I hope they do
0: well i think it was the 17th or 18th uh, or we're coming up on the 17th or 18th reauthorization in the past three years so yeah. and i don't see any uh, any push to get this taken care of in the next few months with all the other things going mm-hmm. on it's just going to be reauthorized and the can's going to be kicked
1: absolutely right it's it's gonna be another kick the can down the road and don't kick it too far because we might not be able to Do whatever the stupid things are that we're going to do It's just always comes down to three months here or six months there
0: And it's uh, an important time right now because it's hurricane season. Yeah, and we've already seen that uh, There have been plenty. Well, I think we're on our third storm now. Yes, I believe
1: yes easily the third
0: So that's uh, one and a half for the two days. We've been in uh, yes in hurricane season Um, And we're, you know, uh, NOAA was predicting, uh, NOAA and National Hurricane Center are predicting an above average hurricane season. So it's a real danger. We're already seeing some confirmation of that.
1: You know, it's it's a real danger. And when you add on uh, COVID 19, uh, you got to realize that not only do people need to be prepared for hurricane season, and I've seen press releases from members of Congress. Uh, to their constituents and saying, here's the kind of things that you need to do. And it's just reminders. But what happens if you have to go to a shelter and we're in COVID season? I don't want to know what's going to happen out of that.
0: Well, we'll, we'll get into the riots a little bit later. But I mm-hmm. know I was talking to talking to some, uh, some friends who were out participating in the riots oh. just a little bit after seven, ended up in jail. Really? Yes. And they did separate people into groups, but there is a lot of exposure. You know, obviously there's already exposure going on, but you know how it's being handled and mm. people essentially being, you know, put into even buses or put into the back of, of oh, vehicles yeah. and, and then essentially yeah. kept like sardines in a you know, police academy overnight. Um, you know, yeah. we're going to see what's going to happen from that. But
1: that's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, we will talk about the riots, but I think the, the fact of the matter is that. Uh, I guess we ought to call those protests because the people are out there, some of them. We have about two groups of people who are protesting and another group that is just out there to riot because right. they, you know, they just want to make a mess of things. And we'll talk about that later. But the bottom line is that we have plenty of opportunities right now. And I just came from my asthma doctor, and he said, stay at home this month. Keep on staying at home uh that is the best advice that he could provide can't see the grandchildren all those other things so here we have uh the fact that we have hurricane season and on top of that we have covid 19.
0: so infrastructure question mark maybe <laughs> I, uh, I, I think it, i think it's looking better than it was before uh, senate lawmakers are mulling over a few pieces of legislation uh, which some think could be tied into the water as, as an addition to the Water Resources Development Act uh, combined together, or the Drinking Water Infrastructure Act, both of which be, are being discussed in the Senate. Uh, and, and I think both are likely to pass in the coming summer months. Uh, surface transportation, carbon emissions from vehicles, and resilience against natural disasters could be addressed in either of the two bills. Uh, The Senate uh, Environment and Public Works Committee is going to be focusing on both transportation and infrastructure, which also is water-related this week.
1: And let me say that the issue that I've had uh, some small business people that I've come into contact with is, are we going to get any more help? And our clients who are local governments, are we going to get some direct help? Because the money that came to states not to local governments except big ones that are 500,000 population or more. Um, if it goes to states, it gets distributed according to whatever political formula, if you could call it, or political politics that are at play in that state. Uh, a lot of state, a lot of local governments would like to have access to direct funding because they have lost a lot of money. Coastal communities, significant.
0: And a lot of local banks have given out all the loans they can give out. Yep.
1: Yeah. So um, I think that. My hope and where I'm going to be optimistic is maybe maybe by July we will actually have another uh, stimulus bill come along. And I think that that will enable con- uh, Congress to provide money for businesses and other people who have uh, local governments as well. And they also give liability protection to a variety of people. And that ranges all the people who are worried about the fact that admitting people uh, to restaurants, even with the uh, outdoor seating that we have, admitting people into churches, admitting people into whatever it may be.
0: what exactly do you mean liability protection because that's a word that's been thrown around a lot, you know especially by Mitch McConnell what is what is liability protection?
1: Basically mean? it's saying that I, I'm a businessman and I'm now allowed to have people come into my establishment, let's say for outdoor seating, limited under rules and regulations, six feet apart, et cetera. Now somebody gets COVID and sues me because they say I didn't space them six feet apart like they were supposed to be paid, uh, placed. And I didn't use the uh, in-between all of the sanitary things that needed to be done. So you can get suits all over the place on this thing. We're a litigious society. Liability protection would put to a large degree protect folks from that kind of suit.
0: Now, what about in this, uh, and this might be deviating from our, you know, our water focused. It's okay. Podcast, but what that, you know, how, how does that apply for not just consumers but workers?
1: It also, would apply to workers uh, being able to sue employers that they didn't.
0: It would prevent them from. Well, suing. the issue people?
1: is, would it prevent them? And I assume that um, that would be an argument that is being that would be debated hotly. Um, between particularly Democrats and Republicans, it's odd that worker protection should be a, a political issue. But the, the I
0: matters. mean, I'm, I'm I'm here thinking of everything from Amazon warehouse to postal service to meatpacking to exactly. every you know all forms of manufacturing, distribution, logistics.
1: We rely on a lot of people who, for our goods every day. People who are unseen to us. I'm not even going to the grocery store, which we may go to but unseen to us. How did those things get to where they are? And they get to your doorstep. And those are people who are working largely in warehouses and whatever they may be called, they're there to sort packages, wrap packages, do whatever whatever it is. And I think uh, that personally, I would not like to see liability uh, protection for employers who are not properly treating their employees.
0: Right. Or I might be getting away with, you know, doing the bare minimum.
1: Yeah, you know that's you know the workers today most of them are not unionized, so unions would be would have been looking out for those kinds of things. When you have a non-union situation, you basically have to rely on individuals speaking up, and we'll see how, what happens on that. Certainly, were complaints with Amazon, and I believe others, and hopefully uh, Amazon resolve them because I haven't seen anything recently. But uh, this is going to continue. I, I think uh, um, he didn't ask, dare ask the doctor today, but his last prognosis was we would see this into the fall and into early next year. That's something very hard for any of us to accept. But therefore, well, there's also the possibility
0: that this could just simply become an endemic that's just you know similar to uh, chickenpox or HIV yeah. or something that just yeah, remains just in vaccinated a, Yeah, vaccinated
1: against, uh, hopefully soon. Well, getting back
0: to our our infrastructure discussion, so the Senate is is mulling over a few pieces of legislation. Meanwhile, House Democrats are preparing to to release, uh, quote, a massive green infrastructure package this week with a focus on climate change. Uh, The bill will be focused on a framework released earlier in the year that includes major funding for roads, bridges, ports, airports, drinking water, wastewater, clean energy, and broadband. Uh, worda in the House is not expected until July, says a, a reputable source. Um, committee staff are sifting through, again, quote, thousands of requests, and they're not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel yet.
1: That's right, Dan, and um, Majority Leader Steny Hoyer in the House uh, put uh, WERDA as one of the must-pass bills in this session. So. Uh, it's coming folks, it's just one we don't know on the House side what it is.
0: This is we what, four years, it would be four years in a row? Two years. Two years in a row. Then. Yes. Oh.
1: You mean, uh, we're getting word every
0: two years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How can, they, they've been fairly consistent with it over... The last,
1: uh, few, the last two orders have been consistent, and maybe the last three. Before that, it was very inconsistent. It went to seven years at one point.
0: And I think they're trying to keep it on, on schedule. Yes. I think Seems it's like it's a, a priority.
1: A, it's a bipartisan thing, which is great to say because we have so much partisanship today. But I think it's important uh, that folks know that water may be not considered infrastructure by a lot of people. They don't think of it when they think of infrastructure. They think of roads and, you know, all the uh, airplanes and things like that. But water is how we get 90% of the goods that we consume. So we need that. But it's also how we uh, recreate. It's, you know, everybody at the beach is enjoying some form of water recreation. And uh, it's bipartisan. And That's that it.
0: includes levees and dams and all, all sorts of things Everything. that... Uh, you know, if you're in the Midwest, up in, in, in Michigan, in Michigan, right? It was having yeah. those terrible floods.
1: They were having flooding. There's flooding. There are a lot of floods inland, and they're serious. And the issues that inland uh, focuses on sometimes don't get much as much attention as, uh, the, um, as the coast because of hurricanes. But uh, they're, they're very damaging. And I think it's why members of Congress look at water bills and say, "Okay, we'll get behind it.
0: I think that kind of wraps up our water-related discussion. But um, I do want to just talk briefly about the riots, since we are here in DC. And I'm sure some of our listeners just heard uh, some police sirens going by. I I don't think those are anything in particular. But um, we are here less than uh, you know,
1: maybe Three blocks, so
0: yeah. uh, I mean, we're from the White House. Not even a quarter mile,
1: so. We've got uh, boarded-up windows in our building, all throughout this area. Um, It's this is a reminder of to me of things that I saw uh, in the 1960s as a college or law school uh, person. I remember uh, being down in Washington for a day trip and leaving as, um, this was post Martin Luther King assassination, and I saw smoke from the H Street corridor, which is now revitalized and, and nevertheless, unfortunately, now also has had boarded up windows once again. There are areas of the city that only now, uh, all these years later, are recovering from those riots, and there were riots in many cities over racial injustice, um, and, you know, it's, it's sad, I think, uh, I think it particularly adds sadness, uh, given the fact that we're going through COVID, that we've gone so far, but we haven't gone far enough in terms of uh, equality. I think that people, you know, focus on liberty and forget that the words are, this, this, you know, of the Declaration of Independence, focus first on equality. And um, you know it's something that you'll never achieve 100%, but you have to go and try to do better. And we are not doing so well right now in a time when there's a lot of uh, uh, disparity in incomes and uh, disparity in how people are treated uh, uh, in, by society and how people of color are treated by society. And I think that's why the people are out demonstrating last night uh, as I read the reports and saw the video, the president, uh, people were out uh, in a, at that time, peaceful protest in front of the White House. There had been no throwing of bottles or anything like that. And the president wanted to go and do a photo op in front of a church, holding up a Bible. So they did tear gas, whatever those photo blast things are that just drop in the crowd. Uh, they did uh, rubber bullets to clear the way for them. And what happens? You have a riot following that. People get you know, things tossed at them, they're going to toss back. Uh, I, I think we have no leadership, and I know that we. this is not what we're about uh, in terms of this podcast, but the fact is that uh, we don't get word of by any administration leading us, not just this, but past administrations we don't get appropriation spells done unless the president signs them. And there's gonna be an argument this year, I'll guarantee you, over getting appro- appropriation spells signed. Um, this is a mess we're in, and uh, I think that the protests going on and throughout the country in various uh, cities, um, you know, they're up in, in uh, our neck of the woods, up in the uh, you know Bethesda area, Chevy Chase, in Maryland, suburban Maryland, Um, This is not something that is uh, isolated to downtown. And I I hope um, the leadership of what we had in the 60s um, was definitely better and provided some results. Uh, Obviously, we're not going to get results out of uh, of this guy in the White House because all he's doing is fanning the flames. And I'm concerned about that. I thought that his aides were preparing him at one point to get on uh, national television with a sober speech that he could just read and not do extemporaneously. Uh, We don't have John F. Kennedy. We don't have Lyndon Johnson. Not perfect people, but better leaders. Um, And uh, we need better leadership now.
0: Thank you. I mean, it's, it's helpful to get things from a you know a different perspective, and someone who experienced it firsthand. You know, going as far back as you know even the '60s, it's it's amazing to see such similar things happening today. You know, and it, when even a few years ago, it seems that we we had come so far.
1: I thought I'd never see it. Quite frankly, um, I am a child of the '60s. Uh, there were civil rights protests, marches, all peaceful. There were riots that occurred when. People were killed. Black people were killed. African Americans killed. And, um, you know, and it just incites. And to calm people down, you need to have leaders. Uh, And it has to come from the top on this one. Because local city mayors, you know, it's their police who people are rioting against. And so the local mayor can do his or her best. But here at at the national level, somebody has to be committed to trying to to say not just the right words, but do something past that. And we need action as well as the words. We're not getting either.
0: Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Thanks again to the American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today for hosting us. Uh, Until next month, take care.
1: Bye-bye.